this is data-driven Formula One. And as always, Patrick Hansen, Gana Pagrebna here. Hello, Gana. Thank you. Hello, all. Wherever you are watching to us. Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, today we're talking about 1959 season. Yeah. Time is flying, the last race of the 50s. Yeah, finally we got to the end of the 50s. <laughs> yeah. Right. So let's uh, jump in. Uh, season in a nutshell. Quite interesting. Uh, various people with different uh, pull positions, different uh, fastest laps, winning drivers, different uh, constructors. So a quite uh, interesting uh, season and something which we will see, uh, something which, start, which we started to see in uh, 58, uh, the, the dawn of the front engine cars and since now the rear engine cars should dominate Formula 1 up to uh, today. Yeah, so uh, yeah, quite, quite a remarkable season uh, yet again. Um, uh, but um, yeah, the, I, I guess uh, the, the important part, well, when you look at the constructor column, you can basically guess that Cooper Climax was, <laughs> was the winner, right? Yeah. But uh, when you look at driver's table, you probably cannot tell because we have uh, two wins for Jack uh, Brabham. Uh, we have uh, two wins for Sterling Moss. We have two wins for Tony Brooks. <laughs> so <laughs> you're probably wondering who won the season. <laughs> yeah. And that was, of course, Jack Brabham. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this was the first time uh, when Australian guy won the championship. Um, so, yeah, because Jack uh, is Australian. Yeah, what's what is? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's um, what is because uh, I mean the Brabham team have been uh, British. Uh, yeah, that's most, right. Most but, of the teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, and of course he was driving Cooper, but I mean, yeah, he's originally right. from Australia. That's what I meant. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then we will also see uh, Bruce McLaren uh, in 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 this season, right? So he was yeah. he won uh, the American uh, Grand Prix. Uh, and uh, obviously, uh, you know, um, Bruce McLaren is from New Zealand. So we see kind of many breeds. We see uh, Australian and we see uh, New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, New Zealand yeah. in, 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 uh, in the race. Also something uh, different uh, than all the last uh, races. Maybe you see it. We are not starting in uh, Buenos Aires, but we're starting uh, quite unusually with Monte Carlo. And here we already see a victory for Jack Brabham and uh, the first victory for the Cooper team. He had a last year win of private Cooper and right in the beginning of the Rob Walker team, but now it's finally also the real company car had been able to win a race. Yeah, I just noticed that we have a typo. Obviously, we meant Monaco, not not Monaca. Right. <laughs> uh, Monaco. Uh, yeah, that's what we we meant there. But but basically, yeah. I mean, the, the, this 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 also was quite a remarkable season. We did mention this in 1958. But if you just started to watch this uh, series from 1959, it's important to say that uh, the previous two 
very very kind of prominent uh, drivers of the last the last season's champion Mike Horton and Fangio, who, the guy who won multiple yeah. <laughs> uh, Formula One championships, they retired at the end of 1958, which meant that we now had this new uh, wave of many drivers, you know, all very young, well, relatively young, all, all very interesting. So with, with quite dis- distinct uh, styles and uh, yes. it was quite, um, c- quite, quite an interesting season. Um, and yeah. Uh, if you compare it uh, uh, to the beginning to 1950, uh, uh, also unfortunately, Unfortunately, due to the fatal accident, we do not have uh, top Italian uh, drivers in the championship. Uh, this also, uh, if you can believe the rumor, because Ferrari took an internal decision based on all the, uh, the uh, problems they've been facing based on court, uh, based on the critics by the Catholic, uh, Catholic uh, Church that they not would hire Italian drivers anymore. Mm-hmm. So we see a lot of British drivers, we see Jack Brabham from New Zealand, so we have a lot more diversity than in the beginning of the series. Yeah, you mean Jack Brabham, Brabham from Australia and Bruce McLaren from New Zealand, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's okay. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, in, Indianapolis, uh, so Bruce McLaren <laughs> uh, surfaced. Uh, in in this uh, in 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 this race, it was a very interesting race, and um, yeah, that probably is that the first time when we had someone won initially in Indianapolis and then kind of was making its mark in 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 uh, European races eventually. Is that uh, is that the case? It it must be right. Because previously we had that, you know, people kind of either would stick to one or the other, right? Um, yeah, some, something interesting, what we will see also later uh, with the drivers, we had a, quite a couple of successful US drivers in the uh, Formula One championship, even if the series itself um, not is that popular here in the States. But I think this is also something interesting in that 59 season. Yeah, and also Bruce McLaren, he uh, competed, I think, next season in Argentina, but probably not in any of the European races. Uh, I don't remember whether he competed. Did he compete in the European races? Um, anyway, I don't remember, but when we get to 1960 season, we will find out. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, also quite a, quite a tragic fate, as you know, Bruce McLaren died very young. He was only 32 when he died. So um, quite a, but quite a remarkable career, despite the young age. And yeah, this was his uh, first. And also, again, same as last year, uh, quite tragic race in Indianapolis, as two drivers uh, had been uh, killed, uh, Jerry Anser from the Anza family, quite a uh, dynasty in uh, motorsports here in the US, and uh, Bob Kortner. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, interest, interesting fun fact, uh, last year's winner, Jimmy Bryan, uh, uh, really uh, used the identical, identical car than the year before in 57 and 58, uh, but in this time he fell out of the race after only one uh, race. Uh, sorry, one lap. One, one lap, yeah. 
Jobonier on the right hand side. Yeah. yeah, so also quite a remarkable figure because he was Swedish. He was from Sweden and uh, he, uh, yeah, I think this is also the first time the Swedish uh, driver won. Uh, Definitely, it was the first. A race, uh, yeah, so yeah, actually, Jobonier, I, I hope that we're going to talk about him separately, like very, very re remarkable character. And uh, yeah, so he he lived until kind of 1970s, and he he was also quite a um, quite a figure in the sport. And uh, yeah, this was his first um, win, uh, race racing win. Yes, and in opposite uh, to the '58 uh, season where he started, I think with his own team, uh, he was driving now for uh, the own uh, racing organization. So uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, won a, a, a victory uh, for a private uh, team against the manufacturers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, France uh, kind of uh, uh, Tony Brooks, yeah. whom we saw in in, in other races. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, also quite a remarkable driver and. Uh, I think was a little bit in the shadow of Sterling Moss during the yeah. majority of his career, but uh, you know, very very interesting guy. Again, also I recommend if you manage to get uh, to get to see his interviews. Highly recommend watching them. <laughs> Quite a character. Yeah, and so even if he had the general dominant of the rear engine car uh, here in France, he had a one-two for Ferrari because uh, second place went to Phil Hill. Uh, and this is one of the mentioned uh, US uh, drivers which we have this year in Formula One. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, yeah, so the, the British race, uh, yeah, quite a, quite a, it was a different race uh, because it was uh, very, very uh, um, big in the sense that there were many entries, right? So, so many, 30 cars centered at, uh, at that time. And uh, yeah, again, we, uh, we had quite a quite an interesting race there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting. It was a race uh, without uh, red cars because there had been uh, strikes in Italy, mm -hmm. as they had been uh, quite common over the decades at uh, that time. And uh, I, I know it was a common uh, problem for Enzo Ferrari. So. Uh, he wasn't a big fan um, of the labor unions, uh, to say it uh, that way. Um, we discussed uh, in the last episode about uh, Tony Vanderwall that uh, Enzo and Tony um, maybe not had been the biggest fans, but they respected each other. So uh, due to the situation, uh, the Ferrari driver Tony Brooks uh, received uh, permission uh, to start in the UK uh, with a one wall and not a Ferrari. Mm -hmm. Even even if the one wall, as we also discussed in the last episode, wasn't very competitive and honestly, he retired uh, quite early after only 13 laps. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Germany. Yes. Germany, in opposite to the last years, uh, the Compris was in Berlin at the Avus. The Avus is practically, uh, it's uh, part of the Autobahn, so part of public streets, which they close for the weekend. So there are two very long uh, straights and uh, two 180 degrees curves. Mm -hmm. Was that, uh, why did they go to, to Avos instead of, is that, was that, do you know, was that uh, because uh, of the, uh, you know, of, of all the accidents that happened? Like, was there just a, was that honestly, deemed unsafe by Ferrari? Honestly, I don't know why. Oh. I, I mean, Avos, uh, it's not the first time um, when... Mm -hmm. This, uh, they used this track, the Avos already, is, it's quite traditional in Germany. It already existed before the Second World War. So it, it's a quite uh, old uh, race track, even if it's not permanent. But I don't know why in 59 and I think also in 1960, they uh, rose on the Avos. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, this is probably a question for our viewers. So if you know why <laughs> they, they changed the, 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 the track from, from uh, uh, Nürburgring to, to ours, let us know. Yeah. Yes, and, uh, and similar what we discussed uh, in our 58 um, season about uh, um, Indianapolis, uh, even if the, it looks very simple, uh, Indianapolis being an oval or Avos being two straights and two 180 degrees curves, it has its own rules and uh, dangers and uh, tragically in a, a race uh, before the Formula One, uh, John Bearer uh, died with his uh, Bearer Porsche Special. Uh, Bearer also had a Formula One team which uh, consisted uh, of him and also about the, um, about uh, Philippa, the uh, I forgot the complete name now. Uh, the the uh, first female driver. Ah, Maria Teresa de Filippis. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, and due to this, as uh, John Bera was uh, not only her manager, but also a good friend, uh, she uh, retired from Formula One after this. Yeah, but we also need to, to mention that she actually, that season she did enter with um, actually on Bera Porsche. Uh, so she okay. was racing Bera Porsche. That yes. was, uh, I think she only qualified for one race, if I'm not mistaken. And um, yeah, but after, after this tragic event, uh, she uh, basically yeah, didn't race. Um, exactly. Um, yeah, but, but she, I mean, would have been actually quite interesting, I guess, to see uh, Porsche to be more kind of active yeah. uh, in these competitions but uh, as Patrick mentioned before it was actually a Formula 2 car so you couldn't technically enter it to every single race only the ones that uh, only on circuits where that it was allowed. Yes and of course Germany as their uh, home Grand Prix so it was also important let's say for the uh, for the local market still in, in the 1950s uh, the local manufacturers, their, their main market, of course, were their home market. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, we had the Sterling Moss there, but I mean, the, this time he was not helping anyone. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> like like last year <laughs> and uh, yeah he but he obviously was competing for cooper that year and uh, won the race uh, as well as the italian race as well you know right so he he also won the the monza the, the follow the following race in monza yes. Uh, but, but also important, he not rode for the Cooper manufacturing team, but the uh, private Rob Walker racing team, which was a highly professional team, but let's say it was not the uh, company team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you know, another thing, I, I think, you know, this um, 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 uh, uh, racetrack in Portugal was quite lucky for, for, for Sterling Moss because yeah, mm-hmm. we, we see him <laughs> being quite successful on it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he continued his success uh, on, on Monza. So, uh, yeah. of course, winning Monza always uh, something special. So he did it. He repeated uh, with the private Cooper T51. Mm-hmm. Bruce McLaren, again. Bruce McLaren. He's from New Zealand, <laughs> as we emphasized last time. He's not British. A lot of people think that he's uh, he's a British driver. He is actually a New Zealander. Yeah, he was also driving a Cooper car, and uh, you know, um, yeah, quite uh, quite remarkable, I guess. That uh, I think this is. Uh, uh, kind of broke the chain of Offenhauser domination in American no, Grand Prix, right? Honestly, I, I'm not sure because um, in opposite to Indianapolis and saving, they drove under Formula One regulations. So mm. they they only, if I am correct, they only had been the European so say that red teams because. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had other technical regulation as they start in Indianapolis. So okay, I think so. practically it was the first attempt to bring Formula One to to the US because the US, now it was really a, a Formula One race, not uh, IndyCar race, which they just uh, included into the agenda. Mm-hmm. And as you see, it wasn't very well uh, perceived. So it was a financial disaster, practically. For the yeah, of course, team. because they didn't see the favorites. Uh, I mean, the people exactly. probably didn't go. Yeah, 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 that's right. But, but nevertheless, uh, I guess much thanks to this, uh, uh, this race, we have uh, Bruce McLaren now with us <laughs> in spirit. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, just, uh, just to add, I mean, uh, we already, uh, we, non- we never spoke about it. Uh, you mentioned various times that besides the official championships, there have been many open races which not have been held. And we had for several years uh, in Monza, like the, tw- uh, I don't remember, the 200, 500 miles from Monza, where uh, we had coming the US teams to Italy and to drive against the European cars. So we already had the attempt the other way around that the IndyCar tried to go to establish itself uh, in Europe and this is now the other way around the European teams going uh, to um, to the US. So slowly we see that this uh, first re- uh, this original reunion having Indianapolis uh, inside the Formula One calendar would go away and we really have uh, a real Formula One a real Formula One race in also in the US. Mm-hmm. 
Let's, let's look at the cars. Let's look at the cars. And here we have the winning car, the Cooper T51. Yeah. And, and let's say just looking at, at the photo, I mean, it doesn't look like much. I mean, it doesn't look that elegant as other cars before. It looks a little bit like self-made. If I want to be a little bit provoking, but nevertheless, it was very efficient and uh, it won... Uh, the championship. Yeah, and I think it's uh, then we can also see why the, the Jack Brabham was so uh, comfortable in it because I, th I thought that he started with this kind of mini cars, right? Yes. Uh, um, if I'm not mistaken, yes, he started his career in min mini cars and that's why he kind of, that's, that looks like almost like a karting car. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and uh, uh, you can see, I mean, to be, to be honest, uh, it's almost like it, it a little bit descaled in terms of uh, protection because, you know, like I think Ferrari or Maserati from previous seasons, they look a little bit more protective of the driver because here, like you're practically half of your torso would be sticking out of the car pretty much. So not just the head, but like... Yeah, I think you're really exposed in this. And also not very aerodynamic, uh, of course. No, it's not. No, it's not. But yeah, but I, I guess it is uh, It is pretty fast. Uh, like in yeah, yeah, it must be. I mean, it, it won the championship. So. Yeah. In, in terms of, I think it's just very light. That's the thing. Yeah. 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 Very light car. Um, yeah. BRM. Yeah, BRM P25, I mean, I don't think we should stop too much on it because we've already showed it in many previous seasons. Yeah, uh, exactly the same uh, uh, with the Ferrari uh, 256. It was uh, development based on the 58 car, only the position of the pipes have changed. So, uh, unfortunately, I don't have a um, photo from the 59. Uh, so this is the 58 and uh, as I have uh, shortly mentioned uh, Enzo Ferrari and uh, in general the Ferrari team may have a little bit disjudged uh, the whole situation and uh, I mean there's this famous uh, quote the horses pull the carriage not push it and with this I meant uh, Enzo that the Ferrari has to be in front and not in the back which maybe was not the smartest uh, decision, but uh, it this is uh, what it was. So the drivers did the best. <coughs> they won some races, but not really the championship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, oh. very very cool. Still very cool car, but yeah, probably slightly outdated. Yes. Uh, the same, same with the Maserati, I think they Finally, still have... I mean, last uh, when we discussed uh, 1958, you told me that we will say goodbye to this photo. Yeah, so, sorry, sorry. Still, yeah. still <laughs> have been uh, some small teams using uh, the 250. So really, I, I, I'm quite sure this is the last time we see that photos. Yay. But Something but... what I liked uh, uh, to mention, and a little bit more a fun fact, because this car never had been competitive. Uh, mm. Former Maserati engineers, uh, they, um, they used the 250F. And I mean, if you look at the photo, it still re reminds a little bit to, this, to the original Maserati. But honestly, 
it looks very strange. It looks it does it looks look it does look like Cooper, right? That we showed at the beginning because it it's almost uh, also like uh, this yeah. karting car. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but in opposite to Cooper, it wasn't really a fast car. It wasn't a reliable car, and I also would say it wasn't really a beautiful car. So. <laughs> It looks that, that they took the Maserati uh, and again compared to this design. Mm -hmm. uh, they just it, decided to make a Cooper, is, Cooper is, out of Maserati. <laughs> someone, exactly. took a, someone took a hammer and decided to kind of beat the, exactly. <laughs> beat the hell out of it to make it, uh, it into a karting car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, uh, so uh, it was, uh, the team was called uh, TechMac uh, and they used this Maserati F415. That's the, how they called it. But mm -hmm. it, wasn't, it was a pure private approach. Uh, and again, comp compared to the design, this really beautiful design of the Lotus 16, even if unfortunately it wasn't highly successful. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it looks fast. Yeah, it, it, was, it was fast, not very reliable. So I think that the problem was, was in reliability and also the problem was in uh, difficulty in attracting drivers. Yeah. Correct. And slow, uh, small, was small, small team. Is this uh, becoming to another uh, famous name from UK, but also not really playing a role in 1959, which is uh, Aston, Aston Martin. Martin. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, interesting. Uh, um, today, uh, if you're listening uh, to us now in 2020, because they uh, announced their return for the 2021 20, season. I mean, on, honestly, I think besides the name, it doesn't have much in common as practically for 2021. Uh, they bought the uh, Racing Point team and just uh, rename it now to Aston Martin. But mm -hmm. be honest, this has been done other companies before, as for example, uh, Jaguar in the beginning of 2000, I think. Anyway, so uh, the first time we had Aston Martin in Formula One was in 59. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Be beautiful car. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, it is, it is, yeah. Still, I mean, it's kind of like a hybrid between, uh, yes. you know, these uh, previous makes of Ferrari and Maserati and Cooper because you're still kind of sticking out quite a lot from the car, but at the same time it kind of looks... Uh, prettier than yes i, I agreed uh, uh, and you're right we are somehow in the between so it seems that the engineers they still not uh, don't know where they want to go and as we will see in the later uh, in some years in the beginning of the 1960s when we have really the cars 100 uh, percent made for made for rear engine cars and the designs look much more elegant as now in 59 where we are uh, in between somehow from the front to the uh, end. Mm -hmm. Another big name, uh, also not playing Porsche. directly a big role, Porsche with the Formula 2 car. Yeah, but it's amazingly now looking more like Formula 1 car because... Uh, yeah, if you remember previous season, Patrick found like really cool photo, but it was like, it looked almost like normal car. 
It was practically nomic. <laughs> yeah, normal luxury car. I mean, this one actually looks like uh, something that is used for racing. I mean, I've never seen the 718 uh, 18, 18 slash 2, but yeah, it looks uh, looks nice. It yeah. does look nice. Agreed. Like everything that Porsche does, I have to say, <laughs> looks nice. Yeah. Um, Probably, I guess uh, that the uh, engine reliability wasn't great on on this. Like just judging from the from the make, but who knows? I mean, looks looks very cool. Yeah. yeah. And this something which uh, we have seen before. Yeah, one wall. They they try to come up with a new car for 1959, but yeah, I just think that. Uh, yeah, Tony Vanderwall wasn't feeling great and uh, yeah. yeah, it just didn't work out for them that, that season and practically the, the team disappeared very quickly. Yes, so practically they, they still reused this car for the very few races they had, especially for the British Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. And as always, also a look on the Indianapolis 500 winner. And this time we have this uh, Watson Offenhauser. Mm -hmm. Very American looking, uh, American colors, lots of commercials. Mm -hmm. Also, I mean, I mean uh, looks like a very fa fast uh, race car. It looks like a race car should look like and still with uh, front engine. Yeah, 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 perfect for oval circuits. Exactly. Is this Let's have a look on the drivers. As mm -hmm. we already mentioned, the victory goes to uh, Jack Brabham for the Cooper Car Company. Mm -hmm. Tony Brooks on, uh, in Ferrari this season. Yes, yeah, unfortunately, uh, same problem as we had all the years before. There are no photos from Tony Brooks. Yeah, so he, he's kind of this guy on the right there. The yes, so quite shy guy, no photos. <laughs> And this, uh, uh, yeah, this is actually one wall. And this is not from his yeah. in the Ferrari career. Yeah, exactly. I think there are plenty of photos uh, of, of Tony Brooks. It's just that it's difficult to find anything that we could share with you guys. Yeah. But uh, if you Google Tony Brooks, you will find the picture very quickly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Sterling Moss, obviously, you know, also a great guy. Yes, and uh, interesting uh, driving uh, Cooper, but for the private uh, Rob uh, Walker racing team. Rob Walker racing, right. Then uh, we have uh, Phil Hill, a uh, US driver for the Scuderia. Uh, as I've mentioned, there's, I don't know if it ever was officially uh, confirmed, but uh, there was, uh, there is um, the rumor that Ferrari said no more Italian driver with all the uh, fatal accidents we had. So now we have uh, Tony Brooks and we have uh, Phil Hill as the drivers for the Scuderia Ferrari. Mm -hmm. And um, Maurice Trentignan, Trentignan, they are uh, uh, again sort of, sort of racing for Rob Walker. <laughs> racing yeah. yeah. Also on and Cooper, I guess, right? Yes, and uh, Bruce McLaren for the uh, Cooper Car Company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, again, uh, another US guy, Dan Gurney, driving for the Scuderia. 
Jobanier, Sweden. I just want yes. to remind Sweden. This is a Swedish driver, uh, which That's is quite unusual. And Master Gregory and Focal Cooper. Yeah, another US guy, if US. I'm correct. So, so really, we see a, a lot of US drivers. Quite interesting because uh, up to 59, uh, I mean, the Formula One. Uh, hasn't been that popular, uh, at least not uh, for the general society here in the country. But it seems that for for drivers, it uh, it was uh, uh, um, uh, good uh, solutions, and uh, maybe because of for technical aspects, because we having more interesting tracks as the or as the ovals. Uh, so whatever reason, we had a various successful U.S. drivers in '59. Uh, yeah, I mean it's not like that. The previously U.S. drivers didn't want to race in Europe. It's just that uh, normally they unfortunately would die before they would get yes. there. You know, so they normally competed in some uh, accidents. Uh, competed in some races in the U.S. and uh, they. Uh, yeah, basically, the, but the, the negotiations happened uh, previously with with uh, American drivers. It's just, yeah, I guess the the careers were quite short, uh, considering the yes. risk that they took. Yeah. So. Yeah, unfortunately. This uh, let's. Yeah, let's... behavior in the season. Yeah. Uh, notable characters. Well. The award is shared for me between Jack Brack and Bruce McLaren because this is the first time we kind of see them, yeah. um, you know, in, in prominence, kind of winning races and all that. Um, yeah, in terms of notable wins, uh, that's a good, good question. I would still go with Bruce McLaren because it was in the States, probably not uh, the usual um you know not 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 the usual circumstances um i don't know maybe you have different <laughs> the, you, with the notable winners i i would then say uh, in, in the first race uh, it was I mean, the first victory for him for somebody from new new zealand for mm -hmm. and for the cooper team so and as cooper uh, is should be very uh, relevant for the next uh, years, the 1960s. Uh, I would say that was the notable win. Yeah, me. maybe also Joe Bonnier, uh, you know, yeah. his, um, his win in uh, the Dutch Grand Prix for Sweden, for Sweden yeah, the first yeah. kind of win for Sweden. Um, yeah, in terms of accidents, what would we pick? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, this this one. I mean, luckily we we didn't have many. Yeah, I guess we still would have to go with um, um, with Jean Bera, right? Uh, Jean Bera, the loss of Jean Bera, even though it was not in the in the main competition. Yeah, because uh, I agreed because it affects uh, his uh, Formula One or Formula Two team, and uh, uh, mm -hmm. you may add, of course, the um, fatal accident in Indianapolis because, let's say, it's uh, repeating that at this particular race, the last year, there always seem uh, people are dying 
so it's quite uh, repetitive accidents while uh, fatal accidents while in, in, in let's say in formula one the ex the deadly accidents had been on various uh, tracks so not not always on the same one like in indianapolis mm -hmm. uh, not about strategies i guess uh, the, the the strategy winner um, coincides with constructor win uh, winner is uh, cooper uh, cooper climax Yep. Uh, simply because uh, they had really diversified strategy of uh, competing as a constructor and also offering the technology to um, private private teams that were competing yep. out there. Yep. Um, Ex exactly because uh, I mean before the season, uh, Ferrari was the the favorite because uh, the other leading team, Vanderwell, practically not participated. And so for many, Ferrari was the, the favorite uh, to win. But then we saw Cooper and, uh, and you may say the notable strategy uh, for them was that to build the engine behind the driver, which up to today is uh, the winning formula. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, indeed. So that this is the introduction. Well, it's not the introduction because we saw obviously makes with with uh, with a rear engine uh, before in Formula One. But I guess uh, this was the, the kind of the show the dominance. So you can actually completely dominate uh, the the season with this type of make. Um, yep. And that was quite, I guess, a risky strategy. But then. Uh, you know, they, they also, I think the car, like the way it looks at least, it's like like almost this karting car, like really light, really fast car. Yes. Uh, it probably, I mean, it's just my guess, but um, I'm, I'm guessing that it probably was slightly cheaper to produce than the other kind of more fundamental structures that we saw on, on the track. And uh, this is why they managed to get this uh, div diversification going with with uh, having their own cars and having the cars that they sold to others. Yeah, yeah I agreed. And I think this is also uh, practically um, Cooper's uh, legacy uh, as they're practically the, maybe not the first, but the one who really made uh, the rear, um, uh, rear back uh, engines uh, successful in Formula One and uh, made everybody, uh, let's say, uh, going the same way after a while. Yeah, I mean, to me, this was like a previous one was British season, I'd say that this one was really, um, um, you know, Commonwealth in a sense, Commonwealth uh, season because we had yes. quite a few uh, apart from uh, Brits, we also had uh, Australian and uh, New Zealand, like New Zealanders, and uh, oh, so we, we basically had uh, international uh, international competition. But for some reason, we didn't see many uh, Italians, even though Italians were competing, but they were just not, you know, uh, yes, uh, as I said, not uh, winning. Yeah. As I said, uh, I think at that time, it, uh, as uh, Ferrari seemed to avoid having Italian drivers, again, we still had uh, the lawsuit, I think it was the last year, but uh, the critics from the Catholic Church was very fresh, so 
they, may, they really may have avoided to hire Italian driver as an uh, active uh, decision and uh, without the possibility to go to a local uh, race team, of course, for Italian drivers, it was difficult uh, to climb uh, to the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that brought us to the end of the season. Yes, and, uh, the to the end of the decade. So next time we will talk about 1960. Yay! Yes, there's uh, a lot of interesting stories, uh, I'm sure. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, me too, me too. Uh, meanwhile, you can find uh, us not only on YouTube, but uh, thanks to Patrick on all of these different platforms. Yes. Uh, so you can not only watch us, but also listen to us as always. So let us know if you missed anything or if we uh, made any errors. Hopefully not, but... Uh, well, no, not too many, know. hopefully. <laughs> yeah, but let us know uh, yeah. if you spot anything. We are always uh, interested in hearing your opinion. And thanks a lot, and we'll see you next time. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.